Welcome to the Perry Ritchie Group Podcast, bringing our communities the latest in wealth strategies, ideas, and updates on the capital market to keep you informed and confident. Listen in on conversations with our advisors and industry leaders around the country who are changing the landscape of their businesses. This is the Perry Ritchie Group Podcast. Tuesday, December 6th. My name is Andrew Boyles, and you're listening to the December Roundtable for the Perry Ritchie Group. So today in the studio, we've got Claire Wilson, Josh Marson, and joining us via Zoom is Brooke Cassidy. So thank you all for being on the roundtable today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So we've got a, a great agenda today. So with our November advisor roundtable, it was actually recorded the day before the midterm elections. So we'll have a couple of items to catch up with uh, there. Uh, of course, this being the last month of the year, we're going to talk through just some general trends or things that we saw in the market as a whole for 2022. And then Brooke Cassidy actually wrote an article um, around some year-end items to discuss with your uh, CPA or tax preparer that we're going to highlight towards the end. But before we jump into our agenda, we have to um, extend a, a big congratulations to Josh Marson on our team. So Josh, uh, since our last recording, took and passed the Certified Financial Planner or CFP exam. So congratulations, Josh. Thanks, Andrew. So Josh, how tell us a little bit about the exam and how long it took you to to prepare for it. Um. So yeah, it's it took me around ten months to prepare. I over prepared uh, intentionally. I think at this point, um, you know, it's a one day examination, uh, somewhat tip of the spear accreditation in our uh, our industry. So yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations. Um, was able to see firsthand a lot of the work that you put in on that, and so. With Josh passing that, and in order to obtain the, the CFP designation, you have to, to pass this exam. You have to have a, a very sp specific set of education uh, curriculum that's offered through several uh, educational institutions. You have to meet an experience requirement along with an ethics um, uh, attestation. And so um, it's not just the exam. There's some other components that go with that. And as you said, it's becoming if not already a, a leading designation in our industry. And so with Josh passing, that now brings our team total up to, we've got six certified financial planners on our team, which uh, we're extremely proud of and just speaks to just our dedication to provide a, a high level of service for our clients and just always be learning and um, and, and sharpening the spear. So that, that brings us up to six. And Claire Wilson that's with us is going through the education component currently and hopefully this time next year we'll um also have uh passed this test is that right claire yes that's right we're going to go ahead and speak it into existence and manifest that i'm going to pass, pass all right next year you heard it we here. have no doubt next year. claire we have no doubt at all <laughs> that's <laughs> right so um so congratulations josh um so we're really excited about that and so as far as our agenda for today um i think i failed to mention in in our opening that um, next week, we've got a fairly big meeting with the Federal Reserve um, on on the agenda. So, Claire, would you mind to speak a little bit about that meeting and, and what are we looking for there? Yeah, of course. Um, next week, so the Federal Reserve is going to be meeting for two days. 
um, from the 13th to the 14th. And on the 13th, we're actually expecting the CPI, which is the inflation report, to come out. And hopefully that has um, backed down a little bit. So uh, the year-over-year report for November of 2022 was 7.7%. And hopefully these inflation hikes that we've been seeing this past year have helped, and we're going to see it come down. Um, So thus far, we've had a quarter percent interest rate hike, a half a percent, and three, three quarters of a percent hike. Um, And for December, we're speculating that it's going to be half a percent, um, but we'll know more next Wednesday um, when the Fed announces that report. So, And I think one thing that we can speak to that is maybe um, fueling inflation and where we are right now is our labor market. And so I know as we drive down the road, we see a lot of um, help wanted signs and those really haven't gone anywhere. Um, As of uh, this year, we've had 10 million job openings in the U.S. and that number has been uh, at that state for every month this year. Um, So what happens is whenever people are trying to keep their employees, they may increase their wages to, you know, keep good health. Um, And whenever that happens, companies have to pass those additional expenses onto their consumers by raising prices. And there we get inflation. We've also seen a lot of people moving jobs and they're getting above average wage gains. And so that wage growth is also fueling um, inflationary measures. So it's just something that we'll continue to monitor and we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, and it's, it's ad- certainly added a just, you know, maybe an atypical component to, to this situation because, um, you know, typically when the Fed looks at raising rates, of course, they're looking at the you know, employment rate and the job market and inflation. And, um, you know, there are some people that may say we're, we're in a recession right now, but just our labor market is not um, really adding to that. And, and it's uh, just a very interesting time. And, and Claire, you mentioned that, you know, we're expecting to see a, a 50 basis points uh, increase um, from the Fed. Um, so can you speak to why is that, you know, or are they starting to, to bring that down some now after, you know, a couple of uh, 75 rate hikes? Yeah, so they're starting to bring that down. Um, so inflation has backed down in November was actually the largest decrease that we've had in several months. So um, since early 2021, inflation has been creeping up month over month. Um, and then, you know, we've had these large interest rate hikes that we have, they've priced into the market and then we've seen them working. And so inflation is starting to pull back a little bit. Um, and then we're also starting to see some of that employment, unemployment number come down. Um, but that could be due to the um, labor force partic- participation rate that Brooke spoke to that is so high. So, um, you know, it's all it's all working together and hopefully that these interest rate hikes are, are starting to work. So. Yeah. So you're right. They, we did see a a fairly significant uh, decrease about half of a percentage point in inflation from um, over the last couple of months. And so um, that tells us that the fed is again, actively watching this. Um, And as we think about their meeting next week, um, in addition to whatever the increase is going to be, you know, oftentimes we're looking at, what are what type of language are they using about um, what's what's to come, um, and and what are they going to be looking for over the the following month? So, um, a fifty basis point hike would put the Fed fund rate between four and a quarter and four and a percent. Um, so that's that's what we're anticipating. But again, after next week, we'll be certainly looking at uh, what they implement and also again the guidance that they uh, share about um, what they're looking at moving forward. So. With that, Josh, um, 
you are, are what we would call our, our chief investment strategist. And um, you also, in addition to now the CFP, have the SEMA designation. So um, you really focus on our investment strategy and the solutions that we offer to our clients. So um, can you give us some highlights or things that you're seeing in the market right now, um, whether that be short term or just uh, if you've got a narrative for, for the full year that you'd like to share um, it's on your mind? Yeah. So the the narrative for the year without any question would be volatility. Um, unless you've been under a rock that volatility has persisted throughout the year. And it's, it's not just volatility on a week to week basis or month to month, but you can actually, um, I don't advise it, but look at the market intraday and the market can, can, can shift percentage points within a given day. So that volatility isn't just month over month. You can look at it just in real time and see what's going on. Um, most of that simply has to do with the market is trying to, if you think about the market, the market, some would say is a six month forward looking indicator. Um, so what the market's trying to do is it's trying to read the tea leaves, so to speak, on what the Fed's doing, uh, what type of political landscape we have, what do employment numbers look like? The list goes on and on. So it's, it's what are earnings, what, what are earnings going to be? What have they been? Are they not going to be as bad as what we think they are? So like, there's all this, this Duke's mixture going on of what the market's trying to read. Uh, and as you can tell, the market's telling us right now, we're not necessarily sure or confident in what six months looks like. So um, I would expect, you know, continued volatility this time of year. We hear it every year. I've been doing it long enough. Um, you'll, you'll hear Santa Claus rallies, you know, tax lost harvesting, you know, all this different types of stuff. Um, but what I would say, I would, I would expect continued volatility until the Fed has very specific data that the interest rates are taking effect on inflation and they're going to begin to um, decrease those interest rates at a clip. So until that happens, um, I think you're going to have the volatility and then we get into the, uh, the early 23 and then you're going to be getting Q4 uh, company earnings, which that's going to kind of tell us where we're going to start the year at. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, again, some of the news that you said, we've had a couple of instances this year where there's been a piece of news come out and, you know, there can actually be in, in this type of environment, positive economic news, but then the market maybe react negatively to that. Can you explain that? Because it's a little contradictory. Yeah. So the, the market can be very uh, contrarian. You know, if you, if you see something, for instance, uh, like, let's say unemployment numbers are going up. That means more people uh, are losing their jobs, right? So the, the contrarian thought there is, well, if more people are going to lose their jobs, the Fed is going to step in to assist in certain, you know, typically monetary. Um, and then that pushes the market up, which high unemployment numbers is not healthy for an economy, but the market comes up on it because they know the Fed could come to the rescue. So there's lots of contrarian things within the market. Um, but yeah, that's where I really see it. I think long-term, you know, on, on the other side of that coin, 
long term, there's a there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, you can even start short term. Look at uh, treasury bill rates. You can get a very decent return uh, that's next to riskless that we haven't seen in probably over a decade. So there's a lot of companies out there that I would say are at a long term discount to their earnings. Um, but I would also reiterate, this is not the time to die on the edge of a mountain. Um, have a good quality allocation, um, be diversified, understand that your goals at the beginning of this year and your plan at the beginning of this year, it's still a good plan. It's still good goals. The market's just, you know, adjusting and moving into a new, new economic environment. And, you know, we have some clients or, or, you know, prospects that are in the office and they're asking, you know, questions of, and that what they're really getting at is, is activity. You know, what, what activity is happening? And, you know, often my answer to that is, is it really depends on, on where you start. And, you know, we've had clients that have come in um, and, you know, they've been in a very diversified portfolio. And as you said, they've had a plan and we were, you know, sticking to that plan and, and plans are meant for, unfavorable conditions, right? That's, that's what is meant to keep you steady. Um, whereas we've had some, you know, prospects come in that maybe have had some um, concentrated positions or diversified, undiversified portfolios where maybe there's a different conversation there about needing to, to take some action. And so, um, you know, in, in t- volatile times, it's easy to, to associate, you know, action with progress. Um, but that's a, you know, we really want to take a more personalized approach because everybody's situation is very unique and very different, but also the place that you're starting at has been very different or, or can be different depending on the investor. That's exactly right. I mean, I couldn't, couldn't have said it any better. So um, next thing we'll jump to. So thanks for that, Josh. So the next thing we'll jump to just to give everybody a quick update um, unless um, in case you've missed it for some reason, but of course, as I mentioned, uh, last month, we had a midterm election, and so it was widely anticipated that the Republicans would take back the House of Representatives and that um, the Senate was was really up for grabs. Of course, it was 50-50 uh, heading into the election, and so even a, now a month later, we're still talking about the election because actually today there is a runoff election in, in Georgia uh, between uh, Warnock and um, Walker. And so that's, uh, that will be decided here. Hopefully by the end of the day today, we'll, we'll have some more guidance around that. And really what that's going to do for the Senate is, is as of right now, uh, the Democrats have 50 seats and the Republicans have 49. So, uh, that will either push the Senate to 51 for the Democrats and 49 to the Republicans, or it will even it out at, at 50, 50, uh, a piece there. And then in the in the House, the as expected, the Republicans did take back the House, but not necessarily by the margin that uh, was anticipated. And so, what that tells us is that for the next two years leading up to the, the next presidential election in 2024, we're going to have a split Congress. And and generally speaking, what that tells us is that um, there's not going to be any you know major or significant legislation that's uh, skewed very far to one side or the other. And so from a, a business standpoint, from a planning standpoint, uh, that gives companies the ability to to maybe have a little bit more control over their planning because uh, 
again, unless there's something, you know, off the wall with, with changes in tax rates or something, but for, for the most part, the rules of the game, if you will, uh, are, are going to be fairly well known for the next couple of years leading up to that presidential election. And it was amazing to, uh, to listen on election night, how, uh, so many of these races and decisions in this election are going to impact uh, what's going to happen in, in a couple of years. So um, mostly settled. Again, what we know is that we're going to have a split Congress, regardless of what happens in the runoff today in Georgia. And, um, you know, that that's going to be for the next couple of years, again, uh, just a split government. So with that, the last thing that we've got on our agenda today is, as I mentioned, Brooke Cassidy, you wrote an article recently that's published on our website uh, it's titled three things to discuss with your CPA or tax preparer by year end. So can you speak a little bit to, to that article? Yeah. So a lot of people come to us and say, what are the things that I need to do to get ready for the beginning of the year? Um, and so we like to kind of have people step back a bit and say, let's think about what we can do before the end of the year. Um, so one thing you can do is if you have a taxable investment account, you can review what mutual funds or ETFs are going to be paying a capital gain. Um, so looking at what type of distribution that will be, and this year we're seeing some pretty high distribution rates for mutual funds. Um, so just reviewing those, seeing if there's any opportunity to exchange out or maybe move into a more efficient portfolio. Um, another thing that we can look at is tax loss harvesting opportunities. So um, with those capital gains, if we can offset some of those with losses in our accounts, then that will allow us to be a little more tax neutral. Um, I will say that with either of these, just making yourself aware of any trading costs or fees that are associated. Um, and that's why we always want to underscore that you should work with your CPA whenever you're doing anything tax related. Um, but we do like to work in coordination with our client CPAs to allow a little bit more of um, some proactive tax management for our clients. Yeah, those are all great things. And um, again, some people will come to us and think that all we do, you know, is investments and the investments certainly are the core and what obviously brings people to us. But uh, there's a lot around that from a planning, from a tax planning standpoint that that goes into that. And so, um, again, half the battle is communication, right? And so thanks, Brooke, for, for putting that article together and, you know, clearly articulate some of these things that we're actively trying to do with our clients or that, uh, if you're not a client or prospect, but things that you can be thinking about uh, on your own with, with your CPA. So with that, that will wrap uh, wrap it up for December. So the next time we'll post a roundtable, of course, will be in a new year for 2023. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've got some really exciting things uh, in the works for 2023 that's probably a little too early to publicly announce, um, but we'll certainly get there uh, after the new year. So. Uh, we're really excited about that and all that's to come. And we hope that you and your families uh, have a great Christmas season and we will see you in 2023. This podcast is intended for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The information is considered to be from reliable resources, but its accuracy is not guaranteed. The opinions expressed are those of the show's host and guest and are not necessarily those of Robert W. Baird & Company, Inc. Baird does not offer tax or legal advice. 
Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Inc., a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor member, member FINRA and SIPC. Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated.